You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADDOGGY, S-A-D-D-O-G-G-Y, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And our special guest today is one of Kindred Spirits trainers, Connie Kelly. Hello. <laughs> and today we're talking about socialization. We've talked about that before, several times before, but it's a podcast that we can repeat over and over and over, and I think we can always come up with new stuff for it. Never gets old. (laughs) So hang on, let's listen to a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. from experience feels like home for her enter the code doggy d-o-g-g-y and save 10 percent on orders of 65 dollars or more plus free shipping at petco.com <laughs> the world has changed one in five relationships now begin on an online dating site and while you never know where things will lead Match.com has led to more dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. Join today. Pet Life Radio listeners get 25% off the price of a membership. Just go to mevio.match.com and enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y. That's M-E-V-I-O dot M-A-T-C-H dot com and enter the code DOGGY to get 25% off Match.com. You like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. 
Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. We'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about socialization. This is a subject that never gets old, as Petra said. We can talk about this forever. So, if we were to simply define it, not in behavioral terms, but simply define it, what does socialization mean? Experiencing the world. Yes. You like that? I do. I like that. I think it's getting, letting puppies, letting dogs meet lots of people, letting them meet lots of other dogs, and letting them be aware of their, their surroundings, their world. I mean, like peaches. Cruising around, getting to know her surroundings of the office. <laughs> and I guess that's why we say socialization can go on forever, because it's as big as the world. True. Yeah. I mean, you can expose your dog to everything in an urban environment, and right. then go out into the country, and they go, oh, whoa, it's a horse, it's a cricket. That's, I mean, there's and no the reverse. Doc was sure. a country boy, mm-hmm. and he came to live with us in the city, and had to learn new experiences in the city. So socialization encompasses meeting people and other dogs and other animals and sights Objects. and sounds, sounds. and smells. smells. <laughs> For a dog, uh, sure. Yeah. And big people and little people, children of all ages. Ethnic, Ethnic. background. Yes. Mm-hmm. So socialization is learning what well, the world is. is. Okay. And exactly then, what I was going to say. <laughs> of course. But then there's good socialization. So good socialization is having these experiences with a, with a good outcome. Oh, I didn't know that thing was a horse, and mm-hmm. I think horses are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't know that's a locomotive train. I should stay a good distance from them, mm-hmm. which is also a good socialization thing to learn about danger. Sure. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. But poor socialization would be, I don't know, going up to someone and having them bop them on the nose, and then them think that from then on anybody... Even that it looked remotely that... People are going to bop me on the, the nose, nose, and yeah. it's not good. Okay, so what would be the process then? Let's say you've got a 10-week-old puppy, and you want to make sure socialization is done right. So what would be the process? Taking them to many places, but watching, you... the an- watching the puppy for signs of stress. Mm-hmm. And so you as the owner... It's my responsibility. Exactly. Just like a parent. Exactly like a parent. You're not going to have your child get familiar with something that can endanger it. So I'm not going to take a 10-week puppy to a dog park and let him loose. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't throw a... uh, It's like you won't send a two-year-old out in the middle of a a high school playground. Mosh pit. Yeah, yeah, or mosh pit. There you go. Yeah. 
uh, drunk so, concert so goers. it's controlling the situation yeah you want to you know accidents are going to happen but you want to try and stack the odds as much as possible that your puppy ends up going meeting people all kinds of people this cool it's fun this is fun sure all right well let's backtrack a step though socialization can start younger the breeders can have a say in it can get the puppy started on socialization. I think it's critical that the breeders get the puppy started and on socialization. I completely agree. When when my neighbor had her Roddy puppies, mm-hmm. her and I did a lot of socialization. Mm-hmm. And when people come in, we'd have them wash their hands because yep. you don't know what they can carry. And take shoes off. Right. But then we had people holding them on yes. their backs, giving them belly rubs, touching the ears, messing with the whole thing. Children with obviously adult yep. present... All ages, from young to the old, older. Um, Men and women. Exactly. Um, dogs, like my dogs were well vaccinated. We let the puppies socialize mm-hmm. with them so they weren't just familiar with just what a Roger, Jack Russell or Roddy is. You yeah, know, they Different breeds of dogs, ones. different. And, well, one of our assistants has one of the, the puppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what, three? And he's a working service dog. Yeah. And the other mm-hmm. two people who have him um, says the same thing. The socialization made a huge difference as the puppy grew and they took the puppies home. Something as simple as different textures for the puppies to walk on. Oh, yeah. An old piece of carpet, mm-hmm. a piece of linoleum. We made a little jilly course in her mm-hmm. living room. So any breeder can do that. Just anything, because they're small. Exactly. Find something with the A different surface for the puppy to piddle on mm-hmm. and go to the mm-hmm. bathroom on so mm-hmm. that they don't. Do it on carpet. They don't do it on the carpet, <laughs> and they don't yeah. do it where they where they live, where they run. Right. They yeah. have another place to go. Well, some breeders actually get the uh, the mortar pans from like the hardware stores or oh, the yeah. yard stores, mm-hmm. and yeah. and put box bedding bedding in it, biodegradable bedding, mm-hmm. you know, that you'd use on uh, rabbits or yeah. rats or something like you know, that. Uh, so if the puppy eats it, it's not going to be a problem. And that's what uh, Rio's breeder did. They actually used the baby plastic swimming pool because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bigger litter of pups. And mm-hmm. that's what they were litter box trained in the yeah. kids' swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it teaches them to go potty in a different place. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is really important when you take your puppy home to house training. Right, right. So what are some of the things, as far as handling goes, that the breeder can do to get the puppy used to being handled? Well, touching their feet, their individual toes, touching their ears. Mm-hmm. Um, their mouths. Their mouths. Their gums, their baby teeth. Yes. Um, their tails. tails. <laughs> if they have one. If, yeah. 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 Or the tail nubbins. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Slight, slight, careful, with love, disorientation, turning the puppy upside down for mm-hmm. the count of three seconds or so mm-hmm. and back. I call it bounce back, and maybe maybe what I really am saying is good socialization skills. Mm-hmm. The ability to, to experience a novel whatever it is and, and enjoy it or at least have coping mechanisms. For and it. understanding right. that the person holding them, the person with them, the owner, is always going to be there for them. Mm, even trust if building. The, trust mm-hmm. building, even if there's a little bit of stress. I think sometimes we tend to think that stress is bad and stress isn't all bad it's too much stress is bad but stress also helps survivability to be it does helps them adapt exactly yeah exactly and know what to do in a a situation i mean we see our dogs as their adult dogs they've learned how to cope with stress and they will remove themselves from that situation you know it gets to a point or even just stop and stand and take a deep breath and go okay what to do now yeah 
But again, coping skills. Exactly. I guess exactly. that's I guess that's where the purpose of socialization is to teach coping skills to our puppy dogs. Yeah. So that they have that default because there's always going to be a novel situation. Mm-hmm. For a dog, you can't. Oh, yeah. At least we hope there is. So yeah. The puppy has all kinds of input throughout yeah. its life. All right. But then so as they start as a puppy, you notice as they do become an adult, something new and unusual they haven't ever come across. They kind of learn how to become familiar with it. Yeah. They don't. They know. They don't have to initially go. Whoa! What is that? Yeah. They can say, "Oh, oh that's well, different." Oh, that's interesting. I know my yeah. my owner or my parent won't you know put me in harm's way and let me check it out. Well, when we went to. Big Sur, when we went to the Redwoods. Yeah. Keely, well, none of the three dogs we brought, Bashir, Keely, or Walter, had yeah. ever been to the Redwoods. The first experience. And so that was a totally novel experience. Yeah. The Redwood Woods, the forest, camping in a canvas tent yeah. that rained. <laughs> and um, the they all marauding coped. raccoons. And the marauding raccoons the, yeah. that one night. And they all coped just fine. Yeah, they did. There was curiosity, which is what you want. There was looking back to moms going, okay, we all right here? Uh, That one time I put Keely up on the side of a fallen redwood and told her to stay for a picture taking. She was like, don't know. (laughs) I'm 100 feet off the ground. (laughs) She was really only about six, but she thought she was 100 feet off. Pomeranian. Pomeranian, yeah. But she did it, and she Uh coped, and then she got rescued, and she went... Okay. <laughs> and before we knew it, all the dogs were up on the in, trees. Up over trees, through the rocks, the little bit of the waterfalls. I mean, all of a sudden it was like, wow, this is like a playground. Okay, so the breeder gets the puppy started. Then the puppy goes home. Most veterinarians say, don't take your puppy out until he's had all his shots. Is it still most veterinarians that say Well, that? there's still an awful lot. A lot, lot do. S- still an awful no, lot. Some are getting better, but yeah. still are. Yeah. yeah. But and that's if, not till what, yeah. six months? Four to yeah. six months, yeah. Which is way too long. It's, yes, the critical socialization period is closed by six months. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, definitely. And you can't make up for it later. At Kindred Spirits, our rule of thumb is if a healthy puppy has had two sets of vaccinations. He's going to be in a puppy class with other puppies. And let me back that up. That's two sets of the distemper combinations. With Parvo. Mm-hmm. Right. Some, right. I, I will get people to call and say, did my puppy need to have two rabies before it comes in? Oh, yes. Okay. yes. So. Two distemper Parvo combos. Okay. We don't say that the puppy has to have lepto because that's so rare and there's a lot of debate over whether it's effective. And a lot of puppies are allergic to it, but distemper parvo is most important. But our rule of thumb is two sets of those vaccinations, and we rarely, rarely ever, in fact, I can't even remember the last time we've had a puppy get sick. I think the last time we had an adult dog even that had parvo, no, parvo was four or five years ago, but they'd been to a dog show. Oh, right. Remember? Show. Right. And then they actually caught it before they came to the field. So right. Yeah. We weren't even exposed. Well, so to was the kennel cough. Yeah. Kennel cough was, that uh, was from uh, Humane Society yeah. adoption. Mm-hmm. And so from here, our training. I don't know that no. we have. Not that I can recall. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Of course, if the puppy has a stressed immune system, if the puppy's been ill, then that's a different story. Completely different story. Mm-hmm. Yes. But for healthy puppies. 
even before those two shots, the the new owners, the new parents can take the puppy out, holding that puppy in their arms. Oh, Just sure. don't let them walk on the ground. Right. But take them out, walk them through Home Depot, walk them through mm-hmm. Lowe's, mm-hmm. and let them experience the sights, the sounds, the smells. The neighbor kids. Yes. The, the seniors that live next door, the grandma and grandpa, mm-hmm. let them spoil the puppy a little bit. A friendly cat, a friendly ferret, a yeah. friendly rabbit. All of those are mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. My puppy, who's asleep, so I'm not sure I want to say his name at the moment, <laughs> grew up on a dairy goat farm. So he, I don't have a dairy goat farm. His breeders had a dairy goat farm. <laughs> First four months of his life. So he knows goats really, really well. The only cats he knew were barn cats that would whop the you-know-what out of him. So he's never known a friendly cat. And so our cat at home, Zena, who's the warrior cat. She's not a friendly cat. And she's still not a friendly cat. And she taunts him. So his socialization was lacking in friendly cats. (laughs) And I can see that. But there's not a whole lot I can do about it. I can't change Zena. (laughs) But you did tell me that they had making the effort to drive hundreds of miles into towns. Oh, yeah. They lived on a dairy goat ranch at 4,000 foot in the mountains east of Tucson. They would load the litter of puppies up, drive all the way down to Tucson to a park to play with the puppies and let the puppies get socialization. I mean, they I mean, ma- they made an effort. They made yeah. an effort to make sure that the puppies mm-hmm. got socialization. And that's a good breeder. That's a good mm-hmm. breeder. That's a very good breeder. And I was impressed. And when I brought him home, of course, he went from a dairy goat ranch to San Diego County <laughs> and like your doc when you brought him home sites that a remote control plane in the air was oh my gosh what is that things that we take for granted yeah but you I can remember that time with him stopping and pondering oh he did okay, a lot of this? that <laughs> but he had coping skills yes so even though these were novel things, he went, okay, let me think this through. Is this a danger or not? What is everybody else around me doing? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He had a method for dealing with novelty. Yes, he did. And maybe yeah. that's the best well, definition of socialization. It, that's what that variety of experiences gives the dog, that mm-hmm. coping ability. Now, he did also tend to, we've all heard of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to think of it as face or flee. Mm face that thing that's unknown mm-hmm. or back up a little bit and, and then face it yeah. not necessarily run away but put a little space in there and then stop and think and that's what i saw so much of with him as a puppy when something really startling the first time the trash truck went by after he joined our household i realized up there on the dairy goat ranch there was no garbage truck that came by mm-hmm. and he backed up about 10 foot and went Oh my gosh, what is that thing? And I stood next to him and did my my jolly routine. Oh, look at that. That's not scary. He leaned up against my leg, but he didn't back up anymore. He touched and he went, huh, not sure about it, but mom's standing here, so we'll see. Only took a couple more weeks of the trash truck going by, and then the next time I had him unleashed, we went out front and waited for the trash truck. And initially, he wanted to go back in the house. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, we're just going to wait here. Good boy. Yeah, look at that. And I started talking to him when it started coming down our street. By the time it got in front of us, this big monster noisy truck, 
He was doing a little quivering in the back legs, but he was standing there. And so, again, those coping skills. And, of course, he got lots and lots of praise. So, well, this is a good start, but we got a lot more to talk about. So just hold on. Take a listen for our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win with Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Today we're talking about socialization. And so far we've talked about what the breeder can do. And then when the puppy first comes home. But once you've got through that initial socialization, how do you continue it? So you've got a puppy who's maybe, you know, 12, 14 weeks old and growing rapidly. What do you do then? 
Continue, continue, continue. Uh, Ian Dunbar, his recent theme on mm-hmm. stuff has been, the whole idea about adopting from shelters is a great idea, but it does kind of remind me of a biology instructor who kept talking, why are we putting so much emphasis on recycling in our environmental studies? That still takes energy, and that's not as good as the original. Why don't we concentrate on reducing and reusing before we go to recycling? But the big PR was on recycling. Well, nowadays the big PR is on adopting from a shelter. Rescue. Which is great, rescue. But if you can take steps at an early age. But how does he put it? Prevent? Prevent a rescue dog while it's a puppy. Well, that's one of the things that we've got on the Kindred Spirits website. One of our goals is let's teach dog owners all about their dogs so we can keep that dog in his home. Well, and rescue dogs, dogs that go to the shelters, go to the shelters most of the time, still, even in in our hard economic times when there are a lot of reasons, they still go most of the time because they are not well socialized with people or well socialized with other dogs. So if we prevent that when they're puppies, then they don't end up in the shelter in the first place. The only caveat I would add to that is, and it's not a disagreement, the only thing that I would add to it is, or the owner doesn't understand what they have. Yes, yes. I w- so you, you've got... Well, look at us. Three of the four of us have Australian Shepherds. Intelligent, herding breed dogs. A lot of people don't understand what a herding breed dog is. Well, I mean, how many of our friends we know do rescues and they're overflowing with Aussies. Right. Because they're cute and we all know they're darn adorable as puppies. And all of a sudden they grow up and like we're going through an adolescence right now. They're challenging. Yeah. And they just kind of give up. They're and running they circles the around the owner, and the owner's going, will you stop it? What do I do with yeah. you? Or they're in the back going the along with the lines of socialization, they're protective and defensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cisco, a little while ago, was going through a stage where anytime he saw anybody outside the car was, Err. Now, uh you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. People are allowed to be in the world other than just me. <laughs> and throw a party, a training party for the dogs. when they're, sure. Especially in the, that, before that 18-week age, when they're between the time they get home and the time they're moving on to adolescence, have lots of people come over to your house. Have them walk by <laughs> and ring your doorbell. Have them bring safe dogs. And I want to emphasize safe dogs. Healthy, vaccinated Healthy, dogs. Healthy, vaccinated, safe dogs to your home. And introduce the puppy and keep exposing the puppy to these new experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And take them places where they're welcome. Take them to a Lowe's if they're welcome there. Take them to a Home Depot if Shopping they're carts. Shopping <laughs> carts. Sit in front of a of the big box stores. I'm thinking of a Costco out here or sure. Sam's Club. Just sit in front. All the noise, the people going by who want to pet your puppy. And all the different sights, the sounds, the smells, the food. The activity. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Dunbar had one idea that I, I was quite intrigued with. Um, he says, you don't feed your dog out of a bowl until they're a grown-up. Up until that point, all food is delivered by hand, whether it's you as the owner-parent or their friends that come over, strangers you meet on the street. Let them give them Every single rights. bit of food that dog gets until they're a grown-up is given to them by hand, except for treat dispensing toys. 
which is another way of teaching a puppy dog to amuse themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, since I feed the Honest Kitchen rehydrated uh, food, that would be a little tough. dispensing would be a little <laughs> bit messy. Well, well ha- ask, your asking the neighbor to give a handful of green goo. <laughs> <laughs> Here, dig your hand in this bowl of shlop. But I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Well, he's talking, and the thing that really resonated with me when he said is that, you know, you've got to feed the puppy. Sure. So why just throw away all this way of using it? That, the sure. opportunity, yes. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we mentioned rescue dogs or dogs ending up in the shelter and being adopted. Let's talk about when you adopt a dog that's not a puppy. And how do you handle that socialization? You've got Gina, the Rottweiler, who was severely abused, and you adopted Doc, Mm -hmm. who was, what, three? Three years old. And he wasn't abused, but he was in a situation that wasn't comfortable for him. So, And he did come to a whole new home. Go ahead and Um, talk about Doc. So Doc was a, um, he is bred to be a working dog. The former owners purchased him and trained him to be a herding dog. And Doc does not like cows, and he doesn't like sheep. And And he doesn't handle stress well. And he doesn't handle stress well. And so all those time trials, he just sort of laid down and said, I don't want to do it anymore. Still funny. Nossie won't hurt. He won't hurt. (laughs) So he came to live with us. He's going to eventually be a therapy dog because he's a sweet dog. Mm -hmm. When he first moved in with us, he was confused. He loves his new home, but he was confused. He didn't know the rules. He didn't know city life. He didn't know city life. He didn't know our language. He didn't, there's so many, he didn't know the rules of our house. He didn't know any of this information. So we had to teach him. And for the first week, my husband and I fed him his breakfast and his dinner by hand so that he would learn that we were the sources of the food. We're, we're the source of all the good things that happen in the house, with the exception of the romps in the backyard where the other dogs help. And in a very focused manner, we went about teaching him the rules of our house. We would take him out with us, with our other dogs, and let him learn from them, from us. And we were very, very adamant about walking him where there were other dogs so that he would get to know that it's okay to see another dog and not feel the need to protect us. And he has protective instincts. He's an Australian Shepherd, and he wants to protect his home. And on a walk, in the beginning, he'd get all prancy and puffed up and want to tell another dog off. And he gradually learned that that's not necessary. It isn't even a case of so much as, that's not going to happen. For him, it was, it's just not necessary. I was okay. When my husband walked with him, my husband was okay. So he just had to gradually learn. But he had to learn it in a social environment. He had to go out there and learn with other dogs, with other people. And then he had to learn how we did it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, an important transition time. So he actually, he had lots of teachers. You and your husband taught him, but also mm-hmm. the other dogs in the yep. household taught him. Three other dogs taught him, and yeah. a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Hawk and Zena met, oh, would the worlds collide? They oh, would. I'm sure they would. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. Although, <laughs> although Mr. Hawk might mm. be impressed, she's a pretty, Zena's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl <laughs> cat, and he's still pretty handsome for an old guy. For an eighteen-year-old cat, he's a yeah. wee, mean hunting machine. He's much nicer than she is, though. <laughs> okay, but we digress. So, socialization of Gina was an entirely different story, though. Well, I had to start with rehabilitation because. Okay, the joke is that almost everybody that adopts from a shelter 
believes that their dog was abused. Um, however, based on the cigarette burn scars on her, based on the fact that a year old Rottweiler who'd had nine puppies shouldn't weigh 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, she had suffered abuse. And she had had that litter on her first litter, on her first season. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, by all accounts. So. Yeah. Um, and then dropped at the uh, Humane Society with her puppies. So anyway, yes, she was well on her way to becoming a, a dedicated fear biter. The foster family that had taken her out of the shelter for her and her puppies, um, they had had her now for... I guess about eight weeks. And during that time, she had come to accept them being in the same room with her. But she still would not let them touch her. So it was just a a matter of the fates that I was dragged there by some friends. (laughs) And when I sat down on the porch, she came over and sat down next to me. I put my arm around her, and that was it. They couldn't get the adoption papers out fast enough. (laughs) So for whatever reason, she trusted me from day one. But then when I brought her home, then I had a roommate, I had a house. I mean, there's, yeah, we still had one dog at that time. One of the poodles. One of the poodles. uh, The cat. And things as simple as wrapping up a present and then the empty cardboard tube. I picked that up to throw it away. She hit the floor. She peed and hit the floor and laid in it, assured that I was going to beat her with that cardboard tube. So... Day-to-day life, cooking, bringing out pots and pans, would set her into trembling. I, she had to be reintroduced to the world step by step. And that's another thing. To rehabilitate, it's got to take at least three to four, if not ten times longer, than to introduce to the first time correctly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a really valuable mm-hmm. point that I think you could even reiterate, that that doing it the first time is so much easier and so much more effective in such a shorter period of time than having to go back with a dog that... fix it later. And and fix it later. My mind just went to another weird analogy. Oh, God. Uh Uh-oh. Weird analogy coming up. Okay, so you got the grade school kid doing the math test with a great big lead pencil. And the first answer is wrong, so they have to erase, 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 and then they try again, and they have to erase, 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 erase. If they know the answer the first time, it's nice and clean, and there it is. Two plus one is three. But if they get it wrong, and they erase, and then they correct, and they erase, it's always a much smudgier, not as clear a message, unless they do it over and over again correctly. Gets all messed up with the baggage. Gina was all smudged up. Yeah. So when I look at the puppy classes, I think, we have a chance here to write a nice, clear answer Mm -hmm. the first time. They go for it, setting uh-huh. them up to succeed. Uh-huh. So she had a lot of, yeah. So she was, I often tell in classes the story of taking Gina to downtown San Diego and having the air brakes on a city bus go off as we were walking down the sidewalk. Bus came in. And I did not know that a Rottweiler could jump shoulder height flat-footed. And she went off the, you know, off the target. But... We worked her through that novelty. No, no, no. You chased down the bus so that you could meet it at each can, stop yes. so that you could reintroduce it. I ran from bus stop to bus stop for about two hours 
Anytime I saw a bus coming, we ran to the next bus stop so we could work through that sound to the degree now that she can, can hear Can you imagine all bus drivers going back to their terminals? What the hell is this? Did you notice that lady with that rock? Right, she that was little chasing her. Was, She's did you see her too? And that dog kept jumping was, in the air. What no, was that? She was at every bus stop. Never got the on point. the bus. Never got on the bus. I'm sure they would have let us. Um... But now she can hear similar sounds. Uh, my air, she was down in my workshop the other day when I blew a hose on my air compressor. And she just kind of looked like, eh, what you doing over there? Whereas in the first six months to a year that I had her at home, that would have freaked her out. She has a lot more coping skills. Does she have scars? Yeah. She's always going to have scars right now. She still mm-hmm. sometimes, here at the training yard, if somebody lifts something... A broom or a rake or anything stick-like or broomstick-like, she'll still often duck. She won't pee and she won't throw herself to the ground, but her initial reaction is to duck. It's a sign of how scarred she is that someone did something, lifted something quickly, and she was startled, but she actually gave a, uh, and a fall back. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I first got her, her initial response would have been lean forward and bite it. So she has learned a different coping skill. It's not still like, what are you doing? But it's a better one for social life. Sure, sure. And it's, it's a good point that if dogs that are at the shelter are not, uh, they're not a lost cause. There is socialization available. There's training. There's all kinds of things we can do. It just won't be the absolute best dog it can be that, they, that we can do if we get them when they're, when when they're, you, young. When they're young. Sure. And then the other point I think that is important to bring up is that socialization should continue. Oh, yeah. For their lives, throughout their lives. Dogs aren't made to be cooped up in the house and never leave, or cooped up in the backyard Mm. and never leave. Kate does private training, and I do behavior consults, and, and we see problems with dogs who, who are isolated. That pit bull we had a couple months ago, and not to blame the breed, folks, this just happened to be a pit bull, but well, when I ask one of the questions that I always ask is, well, how does he behave out on a walk? We can't take him for a walk. He's always in the house. He's and we've never... gotten more and more of that lately. It's yeah. kind of disturbing. A lot of, I can't take him for a walk. Yeah. And so the dog now is not only does he have the particular problem that he had in the beginning, but now he's isolated. Mm-hmm. And he's been isolated. It's jail. Exactly. I mean, what do we do to punish people? We put him in isolation. Right. Put him in a padded sail or yeah. not block them off. We from remove him from society. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if you do that to a dog, yeah, you're going to get abnormal behavior. And they can even become crazy. They can become insane. Yeah. I or mean, you get the people that also say, well, my dogs socialize with other dogs. I have two others. Yes. <laughs> yes, your dogs at home are not socialization. That's the family. That's uh-huh. the family pack. Socialization is the rest of the world. Yeah. Outside so. your pack. Your yeah. Besides, it's so much fun to go out into the world and see it through your dog's eyes and ears and nose. That's part of the joy of That's having just, a dog. It's fun watching Rio grow up and, and things he sees. Because we take things for granted. It doesn't know it. And all of a sudden you watch him and I'm like, what are you looking at? You start focusing on what your puppy's looking at. You're like, oh, you silly. That's just a the squirrel. The first time I bird. took... The first time I took baby Cisco to the the Arizona Mountain Dairy Goat Ranch puppy to the Oceanside Harbor, and he smelled the ocean, 
and saw and heard seagulls and then heard a sea lion bark. He froze, his head went up, his ears went forward, and he just stared and listened. And I just laughed. <laughs> and you can stand there and go, yeah, this really is a cool world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Yeah. I've forgotten to admire dandelion flowers, you know, <laughs> until Gina plucked one and was munching on it. I went, is that good? Yeah. <laughs> well, they make dandelion wine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she was quite happy. Got the little yellow pollen on her. I forgot to really appreciate that dandelion flower. And on that note, I think we'll call it quits. I hope we gave you a lot to think about. Socialization really is an incredibly important subject. And starting from birth on. Oh, I I forgot. I'm Uh sorry. Uh I forgot my favorite Dunbar talking about puppy socialization quote. Okay. You vaccinate their body with shots. Uh Uh-huh. Vaccinate their mind and emotions with with socialization. And on that note, we'll call it quits. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>